to the screen there. Hey everybody, how are you doing this evening? Welcome to Conversation of Romance, the podcast. Oh! Hey, Don Henley, if that music sounds familiar, that's yours, and I'm not paying for it. You know why. Whole Foods Park, Coit Road, Dallas, Texas, me and you, buddy. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is a very special live edition. We have a very special guest tonight, Mr. Stephen Martin. He changed his name to Stephen instead of Steve because I kept making fun of it on the last podcast. How you doing, Stephen? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Jeff. No, thanks for coming back. This is the first time we've had anybody, any guest return. Oh, I'm, an, I'm honored. Well, or maybe scared? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Steve was with us last week. We just published the podcast last night in regarding of his book, uh, The Fast Track to Consciousness, among others that we're going to cover. Uh, a, a Love to Remember, I, I think that was right, Steve? Oh, yeah. That was, a, that was the, uh, I, I've, started, I've started checking that book out. That's, that's, a, that's interesting. It is, yeah. Past life regression therapy and all that. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which is right up my jam, as we discussed last week. Ah. Uh, so we'll get into those things later. So we so in the pot from the uh, from the podcast. Hey Erica, how you doing, lady? So we we're not having we're not simulcasting live tonight on TikTok. I got banned. So we just we're gonna rely on our chat and our guests to show up. Um, Steve has graciously agreed to uh, answer questions live. There she is. Come on, Erica. Anything you got to know? You know how you know how this works. Erica is one of our um, our regulars. It's kind of nice to say that, isn't it? I definitely feel honored and a, and a ton of gratitude. So, Steve, tell us a little about yourself. I mean, we've also got some questions about the your publishing company, too. So be prepared. Yeah. Pack yeah. a lunch. Well, I'm uh, an old guy who's was in the advertising business for many years. Uh, principal yeah. of the ad agency that created the Geico Gecko. That's kind of our claim to fame. But we've done a lot of great advertising for clients like Mercedes-Benz and UPS, and we uh, came up with the slogan, Virginia's for Lovers. Oh. And, but uh, for the last 10 years or so, I've been, spent, I've been uh, mainly writing books, and uh, I'm, I started a publishing company back, actually, while I was still doing the advertising work back in 1995, the Oakley Press. We now have 185 books in print, Ooh. and I'm the editor and publisher, and so if anybody's interested in they got a manuscript. Uh, go to the website there, oakleypress.com, O-A-K-L-E-A-P-R-E-S-S.com, and send me an email through the uh, contact form and yeah. tell me about your book, and I'll be happy to take a look at it. So what if they what if they haven't written the book yet? What if they had all these ideas and these notes down, but they don't know how to put it together? Well, one of the things I do, and I have to charge a fee for this, is I do ghostwrite books. I've ghostwritten probably about over a dozen books. I've done novels, but may, usually I'm, it's a, uh, either a how-to book or a business management kind of book, uh, right. uh, nonfiction. But I love to do ghostwriting. I work with the uh, person who has the idea. I usually set up a, at least one hour meeting a week through Zoom, and we yeah. talk about the book, and I'll write and do an outline, send it to them. We go back and forth until we have a book done. We might need to talk, because How to Date a Caveman has been stuck for three months now. I, I, can't, I don't know where to go with it next. I've got like seven or eight chapters written. I'm happy with what I've got, but I don't know what to do next. It's like, ah, what, what happens? <laughs> is it a novel jeff or what is it it's kind of a fun short uh well it's supposed to be short and that's what i need help with it's supposed to be how 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 we can compare how modern uh, you know, old cavemen how their their dating rituals as we process as we you know guess the bit we could uh based on the uh, the studies at the university of texas so how they they've put together the society and how we how it compares now and how it's different and how it's also the same well, that would be interesting. Do you go back in time? Do you do you have uh, uh, a ther- therapist do put you into regression to a life back when you were a hunter gatherer? Well, here's the problem: I have I have uh, psychedelic mushrooms and DMT to help me make this, <laughs> to help me make those connections back to mother, and then she takes us where we need to go to come up with it. 
Okay, I understand. <laughs> we're not we're not afraid to explore all realms here on the Conversational <laughs> Romance Podcast, right, Shirley? Oh yeah, she got ever since the, the probation, she's been really quiet. <laughs> all right, well, let's definitely talk about that for sure uh, in the future. But I really wanted to talk to you about the. I've got a ton of questions, and I hope we have we have a few people joining us now. I hope they have questions too. But your, the book Fast Track to Consciousness. How do you how do you go from the gecko? And Mercedes, you know, putting a Mercedes. I think I've ever, I've seen a, the gecko in a Mercedes, actually. I believe so. I think at some point. So, how do you go from those two things to writing books about how, your higher consciousness? Well, you know, I had uh, an experience when I was about twenty-five years old. Mm-hmm. I had what would be called, I guess, a near-death experience. It was out of body. It wasn't a full-blown uh, near-death experience. You know, where you go through the yeah. tunnel to the light and you have your past life review and all that it was very quick but up until that point in my life i i thought that i was my body that i was you know uh what i was taught in school which is you know your 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 body your brain creates conscious your consciousness and you're kind of like a, a meat robot and that's what i thought until i looked down at myself on on the bed and i was sprawled out like roadkill oh. and i realized that Hey, that's my body down there, but I'm up here. And is it so, is it too personal to ask you what happened? What was the event? Is well, yeah, it's uh, okay. All right, fair enough. Hey, I want to go through that story. I'll be happy to. It's <laughs> it was a Saturday night. I yeah. was uh, twenty about twenty five. I lived in an apartment, uh, an old townhouse in Baltimore, and, uh, with two other bachelors and. Uh, but I was sick. I was very sick with the flu. And I was in bed Saturday night, and I heard my roommates come into the uh, apartment. I was on the second floor. It was a two-floor two apartment with the bedrooms up and the living room and all that down. And uh, I heard all these other people come in, and there was a pretty soon a party going on down there. So here I was, you know, nursing this bad flu, feeling awful, but I thought, you know, maybe if I get up and put some clothes on, go down there and participate, I'll feel better. And that's Hot toddy always works. Well, you know, when you're that age, you're not going to miss out on a party if you could help it. So that's what I did. And I went downstairs. And uh, this was a long time ago. This was back in the 70s. And uh, I was a young guy. And, you know, I had a couple drinks, you know, a little scotch, uh, probably maybe had a little wine or beer and, and and there were these people passing around this funny looking cigarette and I took a couple of drags off that and before I knew it I just felt like horrible I could not even stand up but yeah. somehow I made it up the stairs I practically crawled back up the stairs I flopped out of my bed my I felt like I was the blade of a helicopter spinning around wow. about to take off and and I, I, I felt my chest expand and contract, and I was nauseous. And I thought, well, I got to get up and go to the job. But I didn't have the strength or the, or the ability to get up. Right. And pretty soon, it was like something just popped. And all of a sudden, everything was clear and calm. And I was no, no longer felt bad. And, but I kind of felt like I turned and I looked. And I looked down, and lo and behold, there was my body on the bed, and and here I was, you know, come almost bumping against the ceiling. I kind of looked right. up at the ceiling, and I think I had like 360 degree vision, and I could right. see all the little cracks in the ceiling, the dirt, and all that. And I looked down at myself again, and and uh, I thought, wow, I feel okay now, and and that's my, that's yeah, that's my body down there, and. I'm up here. And so I had this revelation. I'm not my body. I'm my consciousness. And it didn't really last very long, Jeff. But after a bit, I guess I sort of blacked out. And the next thing I knew, it was Sunday morning. And I felt a little bit, a whole lot better than I did the night before. But what it did, it was, it just started me on this quest to figure things out. You know what? You know, I'm not my body. I'm my consciousness. I joined the Rosicrucian Order, which is a uh, society of mystics who uh, study metaphysical laws. Uh, they have a whole course thing you take. 
I did all that. I learned a lot from it. I can tell you that the Rosie know what's going on. How have I and, never heard of the Rosie Crucians? Yeah, it's uh, it's headquartered in uh, California. I think San Jose, California. But it's uh, are you getting all this early? That they say has been around for a couple of thousand years. I don't know if it's true, but I know it has been around at least for several hundred years. I believe that some of our founding fathers were Rosicrucians, like uh, Benjamin Franklin really? was one. But uh, anyhow, I studied everything I could get my hands on about metaphysics. Uh, and I, like when Life After Life came out by Raymond Moody in 1975, right. I read it cover to cover on one sitting. I read uh, Alan... Uh, Watts book uh, the book which the taboo on knowing who you are which is really kind of eastern uh, religion uh, presented to us westerners and uh, I you know everything I gave my hands on later on I had a podcast where I interviewed over a period of about three years over a hundred people who are everything from quantum physicists to people studying paranormal uh activities to near-death survivors to uh, folks up at the University of Virginia who've been studying uh, children's memories of past lives for almost for more than 60 years so that's how I got into it I was doing advertising the whole time but but my real avocation what I was interested in was you know what is the true nature of reality and uh, so there you go. That's a long answer to your sh- short it's question. Not. That's a great answer. It makes more sense than just splayed out on the ground, right? So, so do you think that do you think you had a medical event, or do you think this was a metaphysical event? I think I must have had some sort of a. Um, I, it wasn't hallucination. Hallucination. Right. I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I I did have some pot, but I at the was it lace. It was a pretty common thing. To yeah, do that. well, it's very common and now, but is, but I'm you know I'm an old guy now. I don't do it. But this, you, you should. It's much better now than it used to be. Like It'll change your perception of things, your your perception right. of time, and distance, and so forth. But it doesn't. You don't go out of body from that. You got to have. What about the possibility of a of a PCP lace or a formaldehyde lace joint? Uh, not back then. Maybe nowadays. Okay. I mean, this you know the. My understanding, I'm told that the pot nowadays is a whole lot stronger oh, than what we yes. had back then. It's very I mean, strong. <laughs> very, yeah. very strong for sure. I didn't start really smoking pot until about 10 years ago. I had eleven or five knee surgeries in 11 months, and I couldn't take pain meds. And uh-huh. by the, I, just, I had to have something a buddy of mine she showed me the light. <laughs> All right, so so you went from 25 years old, this event happened, you studied everything you could, and then you started writing, what, does that, is that where, was it Amy Fletcher? Oh, oh. Nina, Nina search, Fletcher, is that search, where, is, is this? Search for Nina Fletcher, yeah, I wrote yeah. that book, gosh, almost 40 years ago, in the early 80s. So how, uh, so how, did, this co- how did the timelines go inside? So were you creative before the event? Were you writing before the event or all of a sudden? Well, you know, in, in the advertising business, I was doing a lot of writing. But uh, mainly, romantical? No, not romance novels. But right. or, um, but The Search for Nina Fletcher is a, uh, uh, I guess the classification would be a uh, romantic suspense novel. Right. It does have some kind of little bit of paranormal, but not much. You know, like she... The, the main character is named Rebecca uh, Fletcher, and Nina Fletcher is her mother. And her mother disappeared when she was a child. And she happens to go back to the same building, apartment building, where she lived with her mother and her father and rents an apartment there, the same apartment that she uh, had when, when she lived there with her parents. And so she has some deja vu things happen. And one, one of the deja things that really kicks off the story is when she goes down to the basement where there's a washer and dryer and she has this flashback of what happened when she was three years old and her mother was there and how and her mother disappeared. So, Are you not worried you know, about getting canceled or having a, a, you know, projecting a woman into the laundry room these days? That's almost, <laughs> that's almost career death, man. 
but this was written in 1984, <laughs> two or four, a couple long in there where we didn't even think about those things. <laughs> oh boy. So, so I guess what I was, so would you say there was anything different about you after that event other than your curiosity and you're convinced that you're not your, just your body? Anymore? I think it was mainly the curiosity and the realization that I was not my body, which, uh, I don't, it just, that changed me. But the big event happened about 10 years after that that really changed me. And that was after I'd done the Rosicrucian thing and all that, and had learned a lot about uh, metaphysics. And I was meditating in my, it was a nice, beautiful spring day, and it was in my backyard. I was on a lounge chair, and I was meditating, and it was like I suddenly, it's like my mind merged with right. what I call the cosmic mind or the infinite mind. It was, it, I had what I think would be called a mystical experience, or I think, uh, what's his name? Joseph Campbell called it a, an experience of mystery, right. where yeah, I, I uh, felt that I could, whatever I thought about, I had, I'd get a big download of all this information. And, you know, it was like what people describe when they describe a near-death experience where you feel the love and you feel the completeness mm. and you feel that you're, you're part of everything. And, and it was very difficult experience to, to describe to anyone. But would, you, would you consider that maybe, maybe along the lines of bliss? Yeah, bliss. bliss. Was it, would, that, would that be a complete description or was it bliss come short on it? It... You, I felt wonderful. I felt love. I felt mm -hmm. complete. But the mm -hmm. most amazing thing was that I had access to all this information. You know, if I thought about, you know, why like, am for I For example, here? you know, tell me, that, Jeff, Jeff, why are you here? Tell me exactly that. So why did? So what did you hear back, or did you just receive it? Is that is that what caused the thought? Was, is not your brain is not generated <laughs> thoughts? Is that where that came from? Well, that came from, yeah, I mean, the, if, the reason we're here is to evolve. We're, yeah, the reason, I agree. The purpose of life is evolution. Right. For, we, for the humans, for everything. If you look, I mean, that's what's happening on this earth. Is everything, right. everything is evolving. Right. And that's why we're here. We're here to evolve to higher consciousness. Hence that uh, book, uh, Fast Track to Higher Consciousness, which lays out, what the true nature of reality is, which is that everything comes from consciousness. Right. Consciousness is the ground of being. Okay. Now, when you think now, about so it, we're going to get into this now. Huh? We're going to go this early. Okay. So this well, is this. You're, you're opening up a can of worms here, brother. Because I I agree with you, but you're I, I have so many questions, and I've received so many questions this week. I've got them right here in front of me. So go for it, man. And, and I do well, want to say this is this is the whole this is the book. Now we're back. Now we're fully back into the fast track to consciousness. Correct. Yeah. And and, and, and wait, by the way, where can on, you find where can you find this book? By the way. Well, you can get it on Amazon. Fast track to consciousness. Uh, I'm sure you it'll also, pop up. Put that you in. You can there. also find it under under Steve's bio on conversationromance.com. There's links to all his books and websites. And uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Shmartin.com. It's down there at the uh, below my right up there and you can uh, click on it and it'll take you right to the page on Amazon where you can read. It's got great reviews. It's, uh, I think it got a 4.4 uh, average on stars. Mm -hmm. uh, so people like it uh, and, you know, think about it. We don't experience anything except through our consciousness, through All right, our, so our five senses. All right, so, so that's where we were at. We were at that your brain doesn't create thoughts, consciousness gives them to us, and how, so go for it, man. Yeah, our brain is like a receiver, like a cell phone, you know, that receives these. Our consciousness is non-local. It's yeah. part of the infinite mind that we're all part of. We have our piece of it, and... Uh, at least our conscious piece of it, but it melds into the overall mind. We have our, <clears throat> our conscious mind, our unconscious mind, our subconscious mind, and 
the infinite mind. The school of metaphysics puts more layers than that, but that's basically it. And that's the you, school of metaphysics in Missouri, right? Right, right. Gotcha. I think they say there's seven levels, but those four levels are the basic ones. Your conscious mind is what you're working with right now. Your right. unconscious mind are all the memories and so forth that you accumulated in this lifetime. Right. Your that's the unconscious mind. The subconscious mind is all your memories and what you've learned over the many lifetimes that each of one of us oh. who's here now have had. Okay. And then the universal conscious uh. mind is what Carl Jung talked about when he talked about the collective consciousness oh, that I contains love, all the memories Carl. of all the uh, people who've ever lived and includes things like the archetypes and so forth. So, yeah, that that's who we are. Now, that's interesting. Other- I, I, I like the I like the way you put the the subconscious is all of your all of your is that do you think that's where deja vu comes in? Who is that? Deja vu. Oh yeah, yeah. Deja vu can come from a couple of places. It can come from seeing seeing something that uh, is reminds you of something that happened before, yeah. which could have right. been in another life. Like gotcha. for example, I can't. I had a deja vu feeling when I first approached a 12th century castle in France, driving up to it, and it was like ooh. And I sort of got a memory of being like a guy on a horse returning from the from the Crusades or something. Oh, that's but great. It was like I'd been there before. There was a deja vu feeling. Yeah. But it can also be uh, that you had a precognitive dream before, and you're which you do not consciously remember. But then when when it happens, it's the day you get the deja vu feeling. So is that a roundabout way of agreeing with me, Steve? I, I just want to know if we agreed on that. That does, does that come uh, from subconscious? <laughs> If you had a, it, if you had a precognitive dream, way it's coming out of your subconscious. Yeah. Yes. I feel like I got something to write out on a really hard test. <laughs> All right. So let's so so if your brain is only a receiver, who tunes? How do you tune it into something different besides? Because if I'm afraid that if I if I reach this state of you did that all I'm just going to get this big download of midget porn. I don't know why I always think about that. <laughs> midget but, porn. So if but if if you if you can reach this. How can, can you t- change the tune? <laughs> well, when it happened to me, it, uh, it I don't know how long it lasted, but it probably right. wasn't more than, I mean, it seemed like it lasted a long time, but it was probably not more than five or ten minutes. And right. it's never happened again, and I'd love for it to happen again. It was a wonderful feeling, wonderful okay. experience. Uh, and I think some people are able to achieve that state, you know, on a fairly regular basis, but I'm not one of them. But it so, was enough for, to change how I view the world. And talking so I about... Feel, I, I, before, we, before we get past this bliss, and, and I'm, I am writing all this down. We are going to get back to... I've got I've got my arrows going crazy here. But I, I So I had a bliss. I've, I've been in bliss right now, oh, I'd say two, almost two weeks. And, and it's not... A, it's, it really is. If I, if I stop talking to you and I get quiet, I, I start laughing and crying. And I, I'm filled with this joy and these... I'm getting goosebumps right now. My back and my leg, right? But that's just if I and it doesn't take long. And the first time it happened, I believe, was in December, maybe yeah, December. I was sitting in this chair, and all of a sudden I thought I had to poop, right? And I was like, oh, what did I eat? And then I was like, no, no, that's not it, because it was it was something that was pulling this way on me instead of cramps. It was pulling me out, and I don't know why. But I, I just sat back and I said, okay, I don't know what this is. Show me what this is. Just like this in this chair. And when I said, universe, show me what this is, it felt like something grabbed me like a sternum cracker and just expanded my chest like that. And nothing came out. It was just, it it was like giggles and tickles and puppies and feathers and everything else just poured into me. Everything that I started crying and laughing and it lasted for so long and ever since then well for a long time after that i was able to get many versions of that through this by flame meditation but now i don't know what caused this one but i've been in it for almost two weeks well i've heard of uh you're not the first person i've heard of having that happen 
and uh, it's a I'm sure it's a great feeling and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I've never had it that way but uh, like I said I, I know at least one other person who had described that he said he was in in it for almost a month and when it finally yeah. went away he was really disappointed <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm kind of worried about the crash yeah, yeah. but I mean it, he's okay I mean he how, how did he recognize it what happened? Did he have an he was, event that caused he it? Was, uh, he was meditating, and he had gone through a, a bad breakup with his girlfriend or wife or something, you know, and he had it, it, he was depressed. Yeah. And then he realized that somehow that he uh, didn't have to be if he didn't want to, that he hmm. he's not his ego. He's, he's the... Um, what I call the silent observer, the, the I am that's th at the back of your mind. And when that revelation came to him, it put him in this kind of feeling yeah. of walking on air or whatever, which lasted for a long time. It was a great yeah. feeling and, and uh, one that he wished he could have stayed in forever, but eventually it wore off. So, so Aaron, I'll get you just saying, hang on, but so I, I feel, I feel like I'm related to that because I had just gotten back from like a six week, uh, six week stay in the Florida Keys, right? I was there for a month in a beautiful place and I bought a houseboat and stayed for a couple of weeks. And when I got back, I was sitting here at my computer that night going, the fuck am I doing in Oklahoma? Why in the hell am I, you know what I mean? It was, it was like 18 degrees outside. I saw, you know, the twister cow was going around and around. He comes by every three weeks. So it's like, I, what am I doing here? And and that's when it hit me. <laughs> like, why the fuck am I here? And that's and then all of a sudden, joy and bliss and so yeah. I'm with you. So Aaron, do, can you see what Aaron typed there? She says he's had a similar experience that you had, but she chalked it up as anxiety after smoking marijuana. <laughs> well, let's see. I have similar experience. But did she enjoy? Did you enjoy it? Aaron? Oh, Aaron, and you can join us if you took the guess you can come in, but she did not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a, a woman that I worked with uh, she at was the terrible. ad agency. Someone slipped LSD into a drink she had, and she had, yeah. she told me all about it, and it was a horrible, horrible trip that she had, and she went out of body and all that, but yeah. she didn't know that she'd been drugged. Yeah. And uh, she couldn't, she didn't, had a horrible time dealing with it. She thought she'd lost her mind. So that, so that actually happened to me at my brother's house one time. He, he's not, luckily he wasn't the one that did it, but, but he, uh, he said, or his friend came over and she said, do you want to smoke a joint? And I had never smoked marijuana at that point in time. And I was like, well, I'll take, and I was 25 maybe. And I said, yeah, I'll take a little hit. I took a hit. And when I took it, it had, uh, like, little flash bulbs and sparkles coming off the end of it that would just fly around like like dragonflies like we're on fire right and i woke up the next morning naked in a horse stall oh my gosh i don't remember anything after that i have no no experience of what happened i just woke up naked in a horse stall with a with what he wasn't a particularly friendly stud horse as a matter of fact and <laughs> he had he had a look on his face like about what are you doing here more of like don't tell anybody <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and I'm and my brother, he woke. He had he didn't know what was going on either because he he had the same thing. He woke up. You know how small the space is between the wall and the toilet. Yeah. No. He was he he was in there. Oh my god. He was he was he was completely yeah. I don't know how he got back there. We had hell getting him out. So it involved a lot of butter. But wow. We got him out. So those those experiences are definitely. It's the very first time. Those are the only two times I do this, and oh, I'm hoping it works. So mm -hmm. before we get too far out, we were back at how we, can we tune our, if we are in this, if our brains are tuned, if we're receivers, can right. we change the station? It, and it sounds like we can, because you change your station from I only believe in science to now I believe in something else. Now, I don't want to foreshadow this, but did that believing into something else, you're not just your body, did that ever turn into like a conventional God figure? Well, you uh -oh. know, no, because I, I was not brought up in a religious family. I was brought up okay. in a very scientifically 
uh, oriented family. Mm-hmm. And the idea of a anthropomorphic God, a God that's like a human, but all powerful, really never crossed my mind. It's because, and in fact, that is, for me, I think that Jesus was an enlightened being who knew what the heck was going on. And he tried to communicate who we are, which is that we're all part of, uh, of this one mind, this the father he called it and uh or, or this which to me translates as a source and right. uh the people of his day believed in gods that were human-like you know the greeks mm-hmm. had a whole pantheon pantheon full the uh right. the, the uh, jews had yahweh who was uh, right. uh, kind of a human type god the uh, Philistines had Baal, the mm-hmm. Egyptians had Ra. Ra so all right. these different uh, societies had that are really in the West had gods that were like humans who were outside of their creation. What I'm talking about is more like the Hindu or Buddhist or Shinto or Eastern religion idea of Brahman, which is an intelligent force, which is uh, a mind or consciousness that that is creates everything right and uh, and yet you still go to a secular church right i i go to church every sunday yeah. just about you know unless there's some so how does that, how do you how do, so where does that fit I, well i go to a church where the uh it, it's a kind of a modern church with the praise band and yeah. the, the mm-hmm. whole message is one of love, you know, God right. loves you. You're, uh, and so it, I, none of this hellfire and damnation stuff. And <laughs> right. the message yeah. is, you know, I, what Jesus said, I interpret my way. And, and there's some things that come yeah. through the sermons that are, you know, I wouldn't agree with hundred percent, but right. most of it I do agree with because I think that Jesus knew what he was talking about. He was just misinterpreted by the people of his day, and, and that's been carried down for the last 2,000 years where we're still thinking that uh, you know, God is some sort of a humanoid kind of uh, individual like the guy in the Sistine Chapel you know, with the finger pointing down, and that's Dude, not... I, yeah, that's what I was taught. I think we discussed it last time. That was about King James guilt I've lived with my whole life, right? <laughs> So anyway, I you know I like the message. I like the I, I agree 100. percent Love your neighbor, love love your enemy, uh, and you know be part of it all. And so yeah, I I like to go to church and get those positive messages. If it, now if I I wouldn't go to a church that where they were pre- preaching hellfire and damnation, and if you don't toe the line, you're going to hell for eternity. I don't think there is such a thing as hell for eternity. Have you never been to New Jersey? <laughs> I have. Not... <laughs> I've been to Trenton, even. Yeah, that's what I, that's it. There is no as far as I'm concerned. That's what the whole state looks like, brother. That's, I just won't even take my chances. So, and hey, Actually, my, my wife was born in New Jersey. So. At least she got out quick. And hey, you, you know, Baltimore might be the new New Jersey these days. Oof. Yeah, that's Baltimore a pretty tough town. It's gotten kind of rough. But uh, sure you know, I, I like Baltimore. It's 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 kind of like a midwestern city right there on the coast, almost. Uh, yeah, no kidding. It is kind of. <laughs> I do anyway. So let's get back to the the brains as we don't we don't have thoughts. How, so are you telling me that when I sit in third grade and I look over and I say, "Oh, Aubrey Anderson sure is cute." That's not me. That's somebody. So I'm receiving that from outside somewhere. <laughs> You're. Uh, <laughs> Your your mind is not in your brain. Your brain is picking up your mind, but it's, it's your mind that's creating that. I'm not but it's saying, not in my brain. That, but the, that but no, the, it's not that, your but, brain that's creating that. Your brain is receiving that. Let me tell you this. Okay, but where's it coming from? It's everywhere. No, come on, man. <laughs> let's get so let's get back in it. So I, 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 and I understand the the Jungian thing, you know, good and bad, yin and yang. There has to be a positive and negative. So this is all around us. Everything is around us, whether it exists in us or around us or above us. 
but but seriously is it coming is it just hitting in midair or or is this or is this how secular religions kind of or some kind of explain guardian angels well, i Do think there have... are such thing as guardian angels i mean I, don't, I wouldn't call them i'd call them guides but yeah yeah spiritual now, goods. Right, spiritual minute, goods. look at this jeff people uh will wake up in the middle of the night because mm-hmm. they something has happened to one of their loved ones you yes. know right and their loved one could be halfway around the world that's a collective consciousness because the mind is everywhere. It is what creates everything. So that's so you're talking about the collective conscious. That that's how we are connected to everybody. We're connected to everybody through our mind. So our mind is everywhere, at least around the earth. I'm because, not high enough for this. I need to be higher <laughs> for this. I mean, really, um, you'll hear stories about people who. You know, maybe their loved one is over and yeah, fighting I do war. It. It, I do it all the time. Man. And they they uh, suddenly know that something's happened yeah. to them. Well, that, that's halfway around the world. Yeah, but right. it's because we're all connected through this one mind. So our, I, I, our mind really is not what I, it's what I call non-local. But your brain is picking is, up right, your okay. mind. And, yeah, so... And, and I do, I do follow you, and it's, uh, it's just really hard to make the adjustment from last week when we talked. <laughs> I, and so, if you're feeling bad, Aaron, Amy, Erica, everybody else that's in the audience, if you're feeling bad about not cutting, I've had a week to think about this, and I'm actually, I actually have, have been familiar with this with this uh, theory for a long time. But man, it's so hard to get around that I am, and it's sometimes it's a relief. It's like I'm not that I'm not that perverted. That's my that's that's my subconscious. That's so I'm picking up on somebody else's vibes over here, right? So I can't <laughs> yeah. be blamed well, for my. You pick up other people's vibes, you know. Absolutely, no, absolutely. And it, so would that fall in premonitions? For yeah. example, <laughs> yeah. When me and my crew we were in Sri Lanka, and I, and I just said, guys, we got. I said I called my boss and said we're going home. He goes, you're not going home. I said, no, no, we got to go. And he, this has happened to me several times in my career. And I just told him, I said, we're going home. He goes, all right, I trust you. The next day after we all left, they bombed the place we were working. Well, you had a Well, that, that's happened to me a bunch. I've have, I've gotten myself out of some situations. That, like uh, the last time I was in Baghdad, I was supposed to stay for an extra three days. And I said, I'm out of here. And the next day, the bazaar that we went to every night to have coffee, gone. Well, the thing is that the they're really the, the whole thing about time is very hard to get your mind around because in this reality this quote unquote physical reality we have uh, a past present and future you know it's like a river that's running through and we're standing there and it's you know the past is there and the future is there and we're in the present but in the mind on the other side when we leave this physical reality and return home to non-physical reality, spiritual world, whatever you want to call it, heaven. There is no time there. It's all, it's eternity. Eternity means right. no time. And so the future, or at least the probable future, already exists. And the past, of course, is gone, but it's back there. And so, for example, these guys who do, and I shouldn't say guys because they're women. Yes. You're going to get in trouble People again. do remote viewing. Okay. And I've interviewed a couple of them who were very proficient at it. Um, they, one of the problems that they face when they remote view something, for example, Skip Atwater was, uh, <clears throat> ran the unit of the U.S. Army <clears throat> that called Stargate that spied yeah. on yeah, the yeah, Soviets yeah. and the Eastern Bloc com- countries during the uh, Cold War. Mm-hmm. And he said one of the problems they had was determining when what they saw was happening, whether it had already happened, yeah. whether it was happening now, or whether it was something that was going to happen. And they would have to find some marker somewhere to figure out what the time issue was. You see what I mean? I do. Absolutely, I see. It's hard for me, and it's like the string theory, right, where you can just collapse a piece of paper and travel from one. It's it's really hard for me. I understand 
what they're what the words use and how you put them together. But if I want to, when I try to ponder it, I just like I'm just gonna stick with the words. You know, it's. I think the first time I, I called it uh, Animal House uh, Physics, right? Mm-hmm. When they were talking, they were all smoking around, and they go, "He goes, you know, our universe looks just like an atom, so our the Earth could just be a nucleus in, a, in another atom's fingernail." Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, there may maybe be something to that. Who knows? <laughs> well, why not? I mean, the the fast the uh, what is so you know as the Earth is traveling you know. Thousands of miles an hour through the. It, what is the trail that it leads again? I've ever, there's a there's a name for that trail. It's something Bell. It's a bell of some sort. Surely, if you could help us out with that one, I'd be appreciated. But if you look at know. the if you look at the bell, the shape that it you know obviously our solar system looks like an atom, right? And yeah. if you look at the bell that the Earth leaves behind it, the Earth it's 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 shaped like it like what we would recognize as a traditional angel figure, like a human uh, a human mm-hmm. without arms, just. I mean, it's it's creepy how everything in nature, you know, like the at the potassium and the everything that's in our the, the all of the minerals that are in our body, we now know that were created it, when a star explodes. Yeah. So that that just proves that we are the same as a star. And every time a star explodes, is that really a person dying? That's yeah. a theory. I, I love that theory. That's when their soul is done and complete. The sun builds until it explodes, right? Yeah. We're yeah. So, so at that point in time, if that if that is if that theory is correct, do you think that that our being now just truly disappears when the star explodes and becomes, you know, becomes a or or is that the Hindu um, reincarnation? <clears throat> well, I think that we're spiritual beings who are eternal, and sometimes we incarnate and sometimes we're non-physical, but we're still us ourselves how do you just how do you describe non-physical well uh ethereal i guess is the word it's you know we're we're actually several layers we got the skin but we have we're we're like a a a ghost you know a uh a non-physical we when when we're not in our body, we could pass through walls and stuff. Right. Uh, but uh, so we have an. I think it's called an ethereal body, which right. is what we are in when we're or what form we're in when we're in the non-physical realm, in the spirit realm, and uh, that physical body, that non-physical body, can take. You know, well, people say. When they go to see their grandparents, you know, when they have this near-death yeah. experience, they look great. You know, they're 35 yeah. years old or 25 years old. Absolutely. Because that's the way they present themselves at that, in that non-physical realm. But, uh, right. yeah, I mean, it's, I think we exist always, uh, but uh, we just change form. So do you realize we've been talking for almost an hour now? We're at, we're at 46 minutes and we've only addressed two questions and none, and none from the live audience. We've just been talking and I love it, man, but I don't want to keep you too long. So before we go, can we try to hit one more thing from the questions that I've got this week? The double slit experiment. You want to know right. about the double slit experiment? Yeah, how it demonstrates the role of consciousness and creating matter. How how does that how does that prove us? Right? How does that? All right, let me try to say do this as simply as I can. You got clearly. thirty-seven seconds. <laughs> All right, the double slit experiment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, has been was first developed in I've forgotten the guy's name, but it was eighteen oh three. He put two slits the size uh, razor thin and shone a light through them. And the uh, light that came through had a zebra pattern because uh, it was coming from two different places and it's a a wave, a light is a wave. And so where the crests meet, it's bright. Where the troughs meet, it's dark. And it creates a zebra pattern. Now, We've known that light is a wave since 1803 when that experiment was first done. Well, 
along comes the 20th century, and Einstein conducts an experiment that shows that light is both a wave and a particle. And I forgot exactly how he did that, but he bounced light off of uh, some metal thing and was able to determine that. So scientists decided to try that double slit experiment in a new way. They got the two slits and they fire photons, which is a particle of light, through the slits one at a time. And when they do that one at a time, but they don't know which slit a photon went through, they get the zebra pattern, even though it was done over a long period of time, which shows that light is a wave. Now, they put a, a measuring device that determines which slit the photon went through and which, you know, it measures and records all of those photons every time they were hit. So the researcher knows uh, which slit a particular photon went through. What happens then? You get a pattern of little dots of photons that hit the screen, no longer have the zebra pattern. They put the measurement device on one side of the slits, they put it on the other side of the slits, they put it They put it on one side of the slits, they turn it off uh, before the slit, the uh, photons hit the screen. When they, uh, no matter which side of the s screen the slits are on, if the researcher knows where, which photon is which, you get the dots. If the machine is on and then turned off, you get the zebra pattern. So what's happening? The, what the researcher knows determines the outcome of the experiment. So if what the, that's his consciousness determining yeah, whether yeah. the light is a wave, which is potential, or whether it's a uh, matter, which is the photon. It's his consciousness that causes that. Your perception it can't be inside his head if that's true. Right, it's got to be yeah, everywhere. Right, your your perception is uh, determines the matter. So his the mind of the the consciousness of the researcher determines the outcome of the experiment. Predictably or, so. Could you? It's would been it be done fair in to, laboratories across the world. Would it's it be true. fair to say that the the researcher controls it? without knowing it well he controls it in the sense if he knows mm -hmm. if he has the information it turns out one way if he doesn't have the information it turns right. out another way yeah so that's this is like ghostbuster experiments right remember they were showing people and shocking them yeah was, i'm loving it man this is, I, so all of my all of my I, if i can't relate it to a movie i'm never gonna learn about it steve this is how it is <laughs> i'm the I'm, I'm not very smart all right, man. Well, we have not gotten through. That's I have sixteen questions here. Well, you can come back in another week or so if you want to do it again. We'll get to them. Right, but so before we go, the last few minutes, I want we were supposed to talk about your the book that I'm going to start of yours that I'm going to start reading. Oh, what, you're you going like to read the uh, Secret of Life. That's right. Well, is that the one you want me to read? That's the one you sent me, right? Well, you that's a, three. It's, it's, Romance, yeah, and, and it's got a lot of paranormal stuff in it. I'm so, in. yeah, I'm in. We're so we're gonna start reading that probably on Friday nights. Okay, good. We'll do uh, we'll do a TikTok live and a po and a podcast screen. We'll read that. We'll read a chapter of that, and then we'll go into just a regular chat session after that. And that book has done very well. It's uh, won at least three different national awards for you know. Yeah, nice. People like it. Right. So what would you like us to know before we wrap this up tonight? Well, just to come to my website, shmartin.com, S-H-M-A-R-T-I-N.com. You can find all my books there. Um, mm -hmm. I put some of the best sellers on the home page. But uh, if you look up at the top, you can see uh, fiction, nonfiction. Click on that. You can see practically all of them. And if you're, anyone looks interesting, click on it. It'll take you to the page on Amazon where you can read reviews or even read probably the first couple of chapters if you want, decide whether you like it or not. 
So yeah, come to my website, and when you do, send me uh, send me a message through the uh, contact form. I'd love to hear from you. Right, so in this. So the and the latest book that you have on Amazon now we have these featured on Conversation Romance too if you if you don't have a pen in front of you, but so the the one that was just released, a love to remember. Yeah, love to remember is actually by a gentleman, a college retired college professor who is from Nepal, and I worked with him to he had this story he wanted to tell, but English is not his first language, and so I worked with him to write the book and it's just out. Um, if you go on Amazon, just put a love to remember his name is uh, Shiva S H I V A Gautam G U A T A M. I believe is the way it's spelled. Yeah, just like it sounds. So yeah, it's so a fun book. It's got past life, current life, uh, past life regression <laughs> yeah. it's 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 an interesting story it's all right well i do I, mean, I do some uh, accents but i don't have an accent to do that book i'm afraid <laughs> so. no no stick with uh, the secret of life there you go that's it we'll start with that one for sure thank you very much steve i appreciate it we're going to wrap this thing up at 51 minutes surely and uh, I hope to hoping to have you back. I've got, like I said, and by the time I process all of this and my notes from this one, I, I like this. I gotta get a new book. But uh, I have a thousand more questions for you. Thank you very much, sir. And where can we find your podcast? Is it still? Can we find that out there somewhere in the wide, wide web? Well, I've got a, a YouTube channel. The podcast thing I did for th uh, three years, but I'm not. I'm not doing it anymore. I got burned out. I mean, I loved doing it when I was doing it, but. Right. Uh, I just couldn't keep it up. You know, I was Is doing there anywhere we can see some of these episodes still? The, some yeah, of the um, if you Stephen Holly Martin on YouTube, uh, I've got a okay. YouTube channel where uh, a number of them are, they were podcasts, but I've made them into videos. Gotcha. All like, right. Well, I will definitely check. How Do you still have that Rolodex that other people can poach off of, by the way? <laughs> well, I can send you some uh, ideas for other people you want to talk there you to. Go. If you're I interested in these kind of topics, uh, man, this is up my this is up my alley, man. I, I'm like, I, I feel like I'm at a bowling alley all by myself right now, <laughs> just throwing all the balls. It's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much again, man. And uh, I do. We might even. I'd like to maybe even need to talk to you about uh, how to date a caveman. Yep. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it. We're gonna I stop this now, sure. Thank you. Yeah. Take care.